0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Volo. No Dean tonight. Ray, how are we feeling? It was a crazy championship weekend, but your prayers were answered. Ohio State's in the playoff.
1: Both of them were answered. Both fucking Utah and Kansas State came up clutch. Um, Once USD went down, I was obviously pretty confident. I got a little worried if, if like, LSU somehow beat Georgia, if that would, like, give Alabama a little bit, make them look a little bit better. But everything happens. Everything happens, so I'm good. I'm still surprised that TCU stayed at three, to be honest. I don't know about you, but.
0: um, Yeah, I kind of went back and forth, and I saw both ways. Um, I think the committee ended up just not wanting to have to deal with a rematch in the first round, which I do get. Yeah, no, that makes sense, definitely. Except that they would have made a billion dollars on one game, and it really wouldn't have mattered. Um, but I think everybody – now now you get the game that everybody thought was going to be the national championship, at least in the in the first round with Ohio State and Georgia. Um, so that should be a real good one. And honestly, I wasn't sure about TCU, but they're they're deserving of being in the playoff, no matter how that game ended. They battled in that game against Kansas State. Obviously, we'll, we'll get to it. But – um, they deserve to be in there and I'm fine with the committee leaving them at three.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think they definitely, they, they deserved it. I mean, as much as I was being a hater, um, that it was a really, uh, improbable season, uh, Heisman candidate. I think he's a finalist, right? Max Duggan. So, yep. uh, they, and it us be real. They were a fucking comeback kids. They, they came, had a bunch of close games. I think that definitely speaks, says something, uh, in the committee's eyes. Right.
0: um, Let's recap the the two games that really did matter. Um, the Pac-12 championship, obviously, on Friday. Utah, a dominant forty-seven to twenty-four victory, but the game was not dominant, especially in the first half. USC leading in, in the first half, and then Cam Rising. What can you what can you say about that guy?
1: I mean, the first quarter. The first quarter was I I almost turned the game off. Yeah. I I was like, yo, this is fucking brutal. I um I ended up live betting. Not live betting, but right while we were on the pod, I uh, hammered a Utah money line just to, you know, for good vibes. And I was getting ready to just call it quits and go to sleep. But uh, that second, from second quarter on, Utah played fucking amazing. Cam Rising is a
0: tough son of a bitch, dude. Dude, I mean, so he wasn't going to let his team lose. And um, it was really unfortunate that Caleb Williams, on that long run that he had, uh, I guess he, I think he popped his hamstring, Lincoln Riley said. And he was playing on one leg the entire game. And, I mean, he was tough as shit. I can't believe he didn't come out, honestly, because he could barely move. But there were so many drop balls that they that couldn't deal with, and he couldn't really run. So, uh, really unfortunate for USC, but obviously a good first year for Lincoln Riley. They almost made the playoff. Um, Great first year. Let's be yeah. real.
1: They, they exceeded everyone's expectations. I mean, the hype was – they had a lot of hype coming up behind them, but – I feel like no one really in the national media thought they'd be they hit the ground running like this and they did. That offense is legit, but I mean, I think we saw that what their downfall was, that defense, they need to get some guys there definitely. Right.
0: Um and presumably Caleb Williams is going to be the Heisman. Um I was hoping that maybe Max Duggan would uh would claw that game out and uh that was going to be his Heisman moment, that big run that he had to to put them on the one yard line and then eventually score at the end of the game, but uh, I think Caleb Williams is endi- going to end up taking home that trophy and most likely be the number one player in the in next year's class.
1: Yeah, I think I think he's got that trophy locked up. He's he, that guy is dynamic, dude. He is re- he is a really good player. Um, his fr- freshman year in Oklahoma, I know he had a lot of hype going to USC and like he had a lot of talent, but I didn't know he was this good. I think he has a legitimate number one overall pick potential. I can't remember who it was. I think it may have been Sean Payton I saw on Twitter, but he thinks he's like a generational talent um, and like a surefire number one pick. So I think he, re- he reminds me of
0: Kyler just without the baggage. I mean, he reminds me, I mean, it, he's a little smaller version, but some of those plays that he makes are Mahomes. Like he's not as like shifty yeah. as Kyler, but it's like, and the same thing with Mahomes. Like he's not that, sh- he's not that shifty, but, he can always make those 15 yard runs he can escape so easily and um, he throws off platform really well. Oh, so well, um, even on one leg, he made some crazy, yeah. some crazy we're, throws. On we're, think-
1: one we're thinking of that same play. I think it was like on one leg uh, pocket, like people pressure coming down on him and he's like squared up and he threw it like
0: 20 yard on a fucking rope, mm-hmm. uh,
1: like literally off his back foot. It was crazy. All
0: right. All right. Um, but Utah is your PAC 12 champ. So, me and Dean ended up being right on one of our uh, on one of our conference champs. So you got to love that. It's kind of funny because
1: I had <laughs> USC as the conference champion, but I was yeah. I was rooting for them to lose so fucking hard.
0: <laughs> All right. Um and then let's get to the second game that that really mattered. We we mentioned it. Kansas State TCU, Kansas State, a 31 to 28 victory in overtime and Max Duggan battled and I'm honestly shocked. The play calling at the end of the game for TCU, especially in the red zone, was pathetic. They couldn't get in the end zone on the one-yard line. They ran it twice. I can't believe they didn't let Duggan take a read option or just take a direct handoff on one of those plays. But they're in, and I almost felt like Sonny Dykes knew that, that they were in, which is a crazy assumption to have about a coach in in a game because obviously they want to win every game. But I felt like some of his play calling was just like, Let's just get through this game,
1: yeah, I mean, i don't I don't see how Sonny Dyke could have known personally. I think that's if that is he's a fucking lunatic. uh, he ended up being right, so I guess he's not that crazy, but that's some balls of steel if he was ready to uh cash it in because he was sure that the fucking committee would come through when Alabama was down their throats, I think or up their asses, I guess would be the better term. That's crazy though, right, yeah. but that game was that game was wild, um it really it was. Pretty much what we all expected, you know what I mean? Like it was good. Everyone thought it was gonna be a really fucking close battle. Uh, Deuce Vaughn ran like a motherfucker on them, uh, 130 yards. And uh, Max Max Duggan, he's a gamer, dude. Duggan is a gamer. Uh, I think he'll have. I mean, I feel like he has the arm strength and like that athleticism where NFL teams may look for him in mean, like as a day three pick, try to develop him. But uh, he's he's not done yet. He's got that fucking game against Michigan, so let's see what he can do there.
0: Right. It's a really bad matchup for them, honestly. Um, I really think Michigan is just going to run the ball down their throats. Donovan Edwards look, has looked so good since taking over for Blake Horum. Um, And their run defense just has not been good the last few weeks. So tough matchup. But honestly, who wouldn't have been a tough matchup for them? They're going to be underdogs in, in any game that they play for any of these three teams. Um, and I think they're a nine and a half. Point dog right now. That's it. To Michigan. Yeah. Surprising, to be honest with
1: you. Thought they'd be a little bit more.
0: Yeah. It's a playoff game. And honestly, they're the comeback kids, too. So I could see a backdoor cover there.
1: Oh, yeah. Definitely. Michigan, I mean, besides Ohio State, they don't really beat the fuck out of any teams. But I guess Ohio State and Penn State. But um <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm rooting for Michigan to win. I'm rooting for them to get through and so we can get our comeuppance in that championship game. So,
0: right. All right, we'll round out the uh, the other three Power Five conference championships. Georgia dominant victory over LSU. They're rolling. They looked so good, and honestly, Stetson Bennett has that has that team. They're they're really tough. They're going to be tough for anybody, and that defense is really really solid. Um, Michigan forty three to twenty two over Purdue. That game was actually pretty close in the first half, and then that run game got got going again. JJ. Shout- Michonne-
1: Shout yeah. out my boy, Charlie Jones, fucking 13 catches, like 160 yards. Fucking torching their asses. Love Seems me some bad. Charlie
0: Jones. Senior Bowl. Is he uh, He accepted? I didn't see that. Oh, yeah, he accepted. Fucking love that guy. Yeah. Um, And then Clemson won the ACC 39-10. to 10. They put DJ out there for one series, and then it was Kate Clubnick time, and Cade Clubnick looked really good, which is – what I was kind of hoping for in that game, that was kind of the only thing <laughs> we really had for that game. Him, it's literally,
1: cl- literally cl- what we were saying. I was yeah. like, "Dude, they, you think they're going to give it to Club Nick because I didn't see there as like any chance that DJ was coming back for another year." There, he was right. just been so disappointing,
0: right? Um, but yeah, so now we're all set for uh, for the playoffs. Obviously, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU for the playoff. Um, some of the other notable bowl games in the. The new year six Tennessee Clemson Alabama Kansas State LSU Purdue USC Tulane and Utah and Penn State in the Rose Bowl gotta love that Penn State loves Pasadena um, haven't been too kind to them in the past uh, past few tries but hopefully get a Rose Bowl win.
1: Now how did that Rose how like the Big Ten bid for the Rose Bowl like how's that get decided Is it just the highest ranked Big Ten I, I yeah. assume it yeah. is I, I for some reason I thought it would be like the runner up or something but I guess not. That would have been so shot. Yeah. Imagine (laughs) like, imagine Purdue in the
0: Rose bowl. That would suck. Um, You did mention DJ when we were talking about Clemson. Um, We're going to talk about some of the transfers. Uh, Portal's been going crazy as it always has been in the past few years, especially with these NIL deals. Um, We'll talk some transfers and we'll talk some guys leaving, uh, going to the NFL draft. Two guys that I just want to mention quickly that are actually returning big names, um, Olu Fashanu for Penn State. He announced last week that he was coming back to Penn State. Really nice for Penn State. They need this. Um, and honestly, he's most likely to be the, the first tackle taken in the uh, in next year's draft. And Kayshawn Buti, who announced last night that he was returning to LSU, had a big year in 2021. Obviously not so much this year, but had a nice touchdown, a nice game in the SEC Championship. So big for LSU and Brian Kelly. Um, a little bit of a surprise. Anthony Richardson is leaving for the NFL draft. Thought he might return um to Florida, get an extra year, and uh and your boy Jack Tajigba also leaving for the NFL and not gonna play in the playoff.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest surprise is there. Uh Ute staying was really surprising to me. I figured um with like his down year this year, I thought if anything, maybe he'd transfer. Uh, I maybe, I understand not going to NFL after a down year like that, but uh, it seemed like he struggled uh, in this new system, Brian Kelly system at LSU. Uh, he was used a lot more in the slot, I feel like, than he was in previous years, where and he just didn't really get the numbers or the targets. So he's kind of I don't know if he was like disinterested. So I figured he'd be on his way out, but seeing him go back, I feel like uh, scouts may like that, that. Like he has a little chip on his shoulder; he wants to prove what he's got. And Ar, like you said, I really thought uh, this would be an instance where nil. Would really play and have an impact. Uh, he's super raw. He don't, this was his first year as a starter. I thought he'd want to go back, maybe get some more uh, reps under uh, in college. You know, second year under that system, he'd probably be a little bit more comfortable. Uh, Florida is really finally starting to recruit. They have another top ten class this year, so I figured maybe more talent around him, he'd look a little bit better, and then his draft stock would uh, shoot up. But twenty four is supposed to be—I mean, they say it every year—but twenty four is supposed to be loaded with quarterbacks. So maybe he thought fuck it. I'd rather just go get my money now and be done with it. But I really think that the uh, traits he has, if he could really put it together for a full season, it doesn't really matter who the other quarterbacks are. Like he would go high and get that like uh four year guarantee contract by being a first round pick. So I was a little surprised there.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's going to be such a tough evaluation just because he's not the greatest passer in the world. Um. He has so many inconsistencies. It's so up and down, but the highs are so high, higher than than almost anybody in this class. I, I would say honestly, and with with Bryce Young and, and C.J. Stroud, they've had some really really high highs. But A.R. does stuff that those guys cannot do, um, and almost nobody in the NFL can do honestly. Which yeah, is just
1: great. this the size, the athleticism, the arm strength. Teams are gonna love, but just the rawness in general and just some of the decision-making is really questionable where he can't, I don't see how he can be a first round pick just with what he's shown on tape. I think it's kind of, I feel like if you're a GM, you're really risking a lot drafting him in the first round. Um, Unless like, I guess if, unless you're a team that is like a, a front office, that is just surefire. You have, you have a quarterback who can play for you a have couple years
0: quarterback already. And,
1: and you have like a, you have a long leash or maybe they fuck it. I'm going to swing for the fences and take someone who has, uh, Josh Allen prime cam Newton level ceiling, but I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I feel like he may fall in that um a little bit higher than Malik Willis did last year, maybe. So like probably like in that, like late second, early third, I feel like would be a nice little, um little spot for him just because he's going to need time to sit and learn and just get, like get, get reps like on the bench and in, in practice because he's really raw. I think he has less than 15 starts in his career. Right.
0: All right, so those are a few guys coming back to school, a few guys leaving for the NFL. Let's get to some transfer portal guys. Um, The quarterback market is going crazy right now. Devin Leary at the top of the board, a guy that we thought maybe a first-round pick coming into the year, was up and down, got injured. He is leaving NC State. DJ, who we mentioned at Clemson, leaving. um, Hudson Card for Texas, who was behind Quinn Ewers, who filled in – People are speculating he's going to Oregon uh, because I think his old OC in high school is now their OC at Oregon. Um, Keaton Slovis leaving Pitt. This will be his third team in in three years, right? Um, Who else is out there? Drew Pine from Notre Dame is out there. Graham Mertz from Wisconsin is out there. Haynes King from Texas Um, A&M.
1: Phil Jerkovich from uh, uh, B.C., yeah, so he's in the portal too. Yeah, he uh he committed, didn't he? I saw he was going. Th- I think I saw um Pitt potentially. I, yeah, I saw it, yeah,
0: that's, that's who it was. He, yeah, he committed to Pitt, and uh and Cade McNamara is going to Iowa. Um, Ooh, I didn't see that. Yeah, I mean, we had said that after like the first game of the year when JJ came in, we were like, Cade's done. After this yeah. year, he's going to be gone. Um, but all these other guys are out there. We'll talk about the top two. We'll talk about Leary and, and DJ because those are the two guys. Um, uh, before we talk about did Hartman officially uh, say he's transferring?
1: I know there's uh, rumors about that. I don't think
0: so. But I could be you, wrong. You,
1: you start talking about the other two. I'm gonna get, I'll do a little uh, Google search.
0: Um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see where these guys end up. Honestly, I could see Leary taking over for Stetson Bennett. at at Georgia, I think that's a really, really good system for him. Um, They're a run-dominant team. He's going to be behind a great offensive line, and I think that's just a perfect situation for him um, to come in. He doesn't have to do too much, and that'll boost his draft stock if he's in the college football playoff next year. Because you saw it last year. He's got traits, and he can make some big-time throws. He's a good player, Um, but I think a shift – and throwing to throwing to Bowers and all those guys that they got at Georgia. I think that's a really good fit for him. Um, DJ people are talking about Florida, maybe um, as a spot for DJ. I could see that. Um, I could also see one of the uh, DJ possibly at Alabama. I don't yeah.
1: Know if- that, that'd be a real interesting uh, spot. I feel like Alabama's super. They're always loaded with recruits though. So I don't really know who's on deck for them um, after Bryce young, obviously, I, feel I like, think it's road no? Like the guy, he. Oh yeah, true, true, true. But he kind of stinks too. Right. Um, I don't know. I feel like DJ kind of needs to go to a. I feel like it'd be good for him, especially like like for the next level to go to like a power five school, but kind of like a little bit of a like a lower lower level program. You know, just so where yeah, there's not as much pressure on him because I feel like the pressure at Clemson and being that number one overall recruit kind of got to him a little bit. But for Leary, I really do like that spot at Georgia, just because. They don't, they're not really known for having like the flashiest like highest recruits obviously out there and they want they're gonna they're in a point where they're competing for a championship every year so someone uh, who has that experience playing in big games uh, in power five program I think that'd be a really good fit all right
0: I mean it's crazy what George has been been able to do and honestly especially on defense they got dudes coming back their entire linebacking core um, outside of Nolan Smith are dogs and they're all sophomores
1: yeah, I mean, and
0: those and the and Bowers is going to be back, and yeah. their offense, a couple guys on the offensive line are going to be back. Um, that's a really good good fit for him, I think. But it'll be interesting. These guys are all going to when signing day, signing days uh in a few weeks, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I so, think it's only like so we should, so we should with... know um in just a short few weeks where these guys will end up. So it'll be really interesting. I love the transfer portal, honestly.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely gives like a new element, especially um. I feel like with college coaches, they're kind of giving less – they're giving less of a leash now. I feel like because it's more big money, I feel like, uh like soaked in. So, like, teams want to see results immediately. So, I feel like te- uh, coaches who are getting a little warm, instead of, like, trying to throw one of, like, the prominent, like, high recruit uh, freshmen out there, they might want to just say fuck it and put, like, someone who has that experience and who
0: can get them some wins now, like, to save their job. Right. I mean, isn't it almost safer to do that? Like It is. You're getting I mean, a guy who's – st- I mean – you these freshmen you never know about these freshmen you look back five years and look at the rankings of the guys who were in the top 10 you may you may look at some of these guys and be like who the fuck is that guy like you've never seen him play before and he could be nowhere um i know just from from penn state like we've even brought in like ivy league guys like guys who have played Maybe not at the highest level, but you bring them in because they've done it before and they got experience. And those guys play well. Um it's it's really tough with with some of these freshmen now. And I think the uh the transfer portal is a great way for teams to reload.
1: I just feel like for there are some teams like like a team like Georgia in particular that has so, so much talent around them, like where like a, they go hit the transfer portal, get bring in a veteran, and hopefully that will elevate his play a little bit. But for, like, a team like Florida, who's kind of, like, recruiting now, uh, they're starting to recruit at a high level, they're young, I kind of would rather just go with the young quarterback, get him some reps, so by the time the team develops, he can, like, develop with the team, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like DJ, someone who's kind of struggled at another Power 5 school, I feel like it doesn't really make much sense, because, like, especially when you have the number two overall, like, the number two, like, dual threat quarterback coming in, I feel like it's just kind of... Uh, redundant a little bit you know they're both they're both more like ceiling rather than uh, proof in the pudding
0: yeah it's just so tough now I mean these coaches have such a short leash it's not like it used to be you didn't you didn't get the guaranteed like three years that you used to like you could be gone in a year for some of these programs that think they should be winning even though they're in no position to do so and you could just you can get canned I mean why you gotta bring up Auburn like that bro (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> literally Auburn like in a nutshell it is like the, Auburn has no shot at competing in the SEC they have no shot I
1: mean they've done it but like, you just gotta bring you have to bring in the right coach right yeah I it's, think it all comes down to recruiting and especially I mean I guess now with the transfer portal two, that's an aspect of recruiting but you gotta bring in a coach who can get, get the guy, get the talent there and then knows
0: what to do with it right all right so we will keep an eye on that um, and we'll keep you guys updated when uh, when we got some big time transfers. Uh, There's gonna be
1: move. more people gonna be coming down to more people gonna be declaring for the draft, so it big should time. be fun. Pretty p- yeah. pumped to see.
0: Yeah, it's almost draft season, right? We're almost there. Oh, it is draft season. I'm locked um, in. talking draft season. We got some more Senior Bowl invite acceptances. Um, we love the Senior Bowl, especially because the Jets were at it last year. It was sweet having the coaching staff down there. Um. Couple guys I got listed here: um, Torrance Osiris from Florida, really good guard. First first round we got yeah.
1: Is his first name Osiris? Is it Osiris Torrance or is it Torrance Osiris? I thought it was Torrance Osiris, but it if be. I've been saying it wrong this entire time, that's wild. Cause I thought it was the other way around. I mean, you might know better than me. It's, okay, it's Osiris Torrance.
0: I was right. I'm sorry, right. but keep going. Right. Just, you you, um, got you
1: threw me off there for a second.
0: Uh, Jalen Duncan, good offensive lineman from from Maryland, Maryland. going. Uh, Andrew Voorhees from USC, another good offensive lineman, could be a a top two-round guy. Um, Some of the wide receivers, Ronnie Bell from Michigan, Charlie Jones, who we mentioned before, is going to be there. Um, Dalton Kincaid and Luke Musgrave, arguably the top two tight ends outside of uh, Michael Mayer, going to be at the Senior Bowl. Um, Chris Rodriguez, Chase Brown, two good running backs, going to be at the Senior Bowl. And then uh, on the defensive side of the ball, Siaki Ika from Baylor, good, really good player. Terry Wilson, who I've seen in the top ten, possibly has accepted uh, his fight. From, te- from Texas uh, Tech. Texas Tech. Um, Devon Witherspoon, who was the uh, def- the Big Ten defensive back of the year from He's Illinois. Good. He's good. He's good. Very good player. He's he accepted. Uh, Jair Brown from Penn State, really good safety. He's going to be there. Love uh, me some Jair. So a lot of standout talent. That's going to be there. However, the quarterback situation right now is a little unclear. Um, three have accepted so far. Um, Clayton Toon was one of them. Um, let me get the list up real quick. Clayton Toon, um, Jake Hayner from Fresno State, and then Tyson Bajent uh, from Shepard is a D2 school. Apparently this guy's amazing, um, and it's going to be really fun to see. Him playing against some some high level competition. I think he was the, the Division two player of the year the last two years, um, if I'm not mistaken. Um,
1: it's always cool to see guys from like D two or like, F, like FCS come like and um, play against high level competition because like those are the that's when they rise, bro. Those guys because they can show out. You don't you never know,
0: right? Um, so we're curious to see who the last three guys are because it's usually six um quarterback Le- levis is eligible right um levis is not
1: eligible isn't he only like 20 isn't he gonna be like a 24 year old rookie how is he not eligible i don't
0: remember <laughs> um, i've seen i've seen rising's name get thrown around
1: i've seen oh, Spets- i like rising dude i don't know we I, we didn't really talk, talk i didn't really touch on it but he's gonna have a place the nfl he kind of gives me um um oh my god who was i who was i thinking the Jackson, oh Garner, Minshew vibes. Minshew. He just, he's t- dude, He's tough as shit. When he got yeah. fucking his helmet uh knocked off and then just like stood up and just like like immediately, I
0: fucking love that stuff.
1: Love that game. A gamer at a quarterback, you need that shit.
0: Yeah. Um, I've seen Stetson Bennett's name name thrown around. I don't know. He's he's twenty five years old. I don't know if they're gonna include him. Um, I'm assuming that they're gonna invite Hendon Hooker. And he won't play, but he'll do all the interview stuff. Um, yeah, it kind of stinks because the, the quarterback class isn't isn't great for the for the Senior Bowl, but a lot of talent elsewhere. I'm be really excited. This uh, early February got that to look forward to. All right, so that'll wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, you enjoyed our college football recap. Uh, Got some transfer portal stuff in there. Got some senior bowl stuff in there. It's almost draft time. Almost time to break out the tape. Col- college,
1: college football regular season over. We're going to be dropping a lot more draft related pods, definitely. So oh, yeah.
0: keep an eye out for that shit. As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at two tackles with the number two. And stick with us as we continue this 2022, 2023 season. Ray, appreciate you. One love.